0: Welcome into Smooth Operators with your hosts, Noah, Griggs, and Ben, going through the world of Formula One. If you want to interact with the show today, you can tweet
1: at us at Noah underscore Phillips at Junior underscore McClerkin and at the Griggs B. It's time for the green flag and it's lights out and away we go.
2: No need to ask. You're listening to Smooth. The operators here on Wego 91.1 FM. Uh, if you did not know WEGL 91.1 FM's exclusive Formula One show, we got a pack show to you today, including a preview of Mexico. But right now, we're going to have to jump right in to a pre review, excuse me, gotta, of we... the United States of America Grand Prix. What is indeed a kilometer? My name's is Noah Phillips. Man to my right is Grace Bankenberg. Man in front of you, staring you down, is Ben McClarkin. Hello. What's going on? Great. We what is a, a kilometer? Uh,
0: We have a great pre-cap episode. Pre-cap episodes are the best because we just talk about what is happening and what we think will happen, which is my favorite thing to do on the show. Especially when
1: it comes to predictions, which I would.
0: I was going to bring this up, later. We could probably bring it up. at the. Oh, you know what? I'll save it till the end because I know the numbers. But we'll bring it Uh up at the end. But let's go ahead and get started with our Formula 1 Lenovo United States Grand Prix 2023 race result and coming in first place in the actual race as well as the sprint race is... Your world drivers champion for this year. Max Verstappen, number one. Uh, number one. Uh, Red Bull cares. Racing Honda Power uh, Red Bull Powertrain with twenty five mm. points. Coming in second place. Wait, I'm gonna talk about more later. We have in the race, actually, second place in the race technically was Lewis Hamilton Mercedes, but he received zero points. What? What happened? Uh, we'll talk about that more in a minute with Lando Norris actually coming in second in the race. 18 points for him, followed by Carlos Sainz of Ferrari. Congrats to Noah's Prancing Horses getting one on the elevated step with 15 points, followed by Sergio Perez in fourth. Charles Leclerc also not being... Uh, also disqualified for this. Uh, George Russell in 5th for Mercedes. Pierre Gasly 6th for Alpine. Lance Stroll 7th for Aston Martin. Yuki Tsunoda 8th for Alvatari Honda. And at 9th is Alexander Albon of Williams. And scoring his first points in F1. The first American since 1996. Since, I think, Michael Andretti, Logan Sargent of Williams. He receives Whee! 1 point. And the 13 stripes in the 50 stars are on the board for this season, boys. Let's clap it up. We're on the board.
1: Well done. Hang on, we are on the board. And I, was, I was looking for
0: a uh, sound effect. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on.
1: You know what time it is? It's time for me to gloat about predicting it. Finally.
0: I said he was going I said Williams was going to do well. I said one in top seven. That didn't happen. They got double points, though. So no, they did get double te- points. Technically counts.
1: Yes. So – I have been saying that the points were coming, the points were coming, the points were coming, uh, like Paul Revere, and here we are, finally, I, albeit off a of technicality, but you know what? It it does count. Technicality. It, I mean, it I is no
2: technicality. You gotta follow the rules here. Follow the rules, son.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is somewhat b- points by default, but that that counts. That counts. It counts. It counts. And guess it, what? That means he's no longer. The only scoreless driver on on the driver lineup.
0: Technically, Ricardo still hasn't scored. Yep. That's but, what I'm saying. Hey, my prediction was right. We're talking about being right about predictions. Yeah. I still said Logan was going to score points before Nick DeVries this season, and that was correct. That is true. That was correct. Right. So That is job- true. Good job, Atta at a boy. Atta boy. So Good I'm job, really Greg. C- congratulations on getting something right
2: finally. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, stop would, talking about Alpine now. I got Let the first.
0: I said the first prediction of the season. I got something for my crazy prediction. I said seven different teams would be in the points, and that hit in uh, the first week.
1: That race was wild.
0: But I also said there would be a yeah. race this season in the first episode of the season. You can go back and listen to our season preview that I said there would be at least one race this season where everyone would finish a race, and that indeed came true. Not once, but twice this season.
1: Yeah, that one. That one was believable with cars getting more and more reliable you know how it got. but the drivers
0: i mean lance Stroll's is still out it's there a, yeah
1: that is true <laughs> everybody forgets that there is that man is a number one driver and i'm
0: tired is, of y'all that, acting like that he is, is true not. <laughs> he is the number one driver still but yeah i Ooh. mean i enjoy this race i mean the, we were also doing, world
1: boxing champion mm-hmm. lance Stroll. what you yeah.
0: mean maybe just like i don't know just pushing his engineer yeah. um but no, this was an interesting race, especially with like we were doing the soccer broadcast. We were there. You guys should have tuned in. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, that was an electric smop broadcast. Auburn soccer took home the W three nil. But it was everyone was in the lead at different points here. Max Verstappen was the first driver I think in Coda history to not win coming from the front row, first right. or second.
1: That is true. He is the first. No is other it? race has been won there. Which. Outside of the front two positions, that was I think the
0: 11th or 12th race that's happened there. So Max did that. Yep. I mean, it it was different. Uh, I mean, McLaren had a really good weekend. I thought they were on track for a double podium until Oscar retired early. That was that was really disappointing to see that happen. My heart and my fantasy team. He cost me dearly. And yeah, and then with that, that was an interesting one. So that would—I really enjoyed this race just because kind of the back and forth of it, where you saw people actually overtaking. Max actually had to work for this one, which isn't always yeah, the didn't. case. I mean, he only beat Lewis, who we'll get to talk more about that in the second segment on why he was disqualified by two point two two five seconds. So
2: I want to talk about, as Justin Lee put it. Uh, the name of a ja- the Japanese developer of a Street Fighter would give to the offensively stereotyped American Logan Sargent.
0: That is true. That that, that, that made, I like that. That that does make a lot of sense. Friend of the show, Justin Lee,
2: but um, <laughs> of course he got his first points, but it came at the cost of something. It came at the cost of your. It came pr- at the cost of the prancing horses getting. What have it, it, been? This have been. It have been a double podium, right? Uh no no no, no 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 no
0: he was he was in technically one two three four five he was in technically I think sixth but you know no yeah he was sixth
2: it's it still would have mattered we we missed out on some points so therefore and tell me if you know where this this is from oh boy it's such it seems such a waste of time if that's what it's all about mama if that's moving up then I'm moving out good song how dare they do it that to us Ferrari fans who work so hard for the country of Italy and then we come over here to the Americas and we get disqualified. Wow, dare they? That is nothing but a travesty to the great country of Italy. Mm. Cry in so Italian. You care,
0: so you care more about the prancing <clears throat> horses than
2: yes. the own I care more Red, about white, my club than my country. Whoa. Isn't that
0: what you soccer people say? No, I. Nope. that's not how it goes. I care more about my country than my club. Yeah, I care more I, about, about my country. I would much rather the United States country. win a World Cup in my lifetime than Manchester United win a bunch of Champions Leagues or Premier Leagues. But they'll probably do that anyway. But still. but um, Club over country, that's funny. But, I mean, Ferrari technically had a good weekend. And if you're looking at, I mean, with, that McLaren, with Oscar getting out early, that, I mean, that didn't really do too, too much damage to y'all since Carlos did. Finish on the podium as well so if we take a look at the constructor standings red bull has wrapped this up they're way at miles ahead so now the battle turns to second third and fourth with mercedes with 344 points ferrari is now only 22 points behind the mercedes lads over there in mercedes with also mclaren now kind of coming back in the mix they have yep. a very uphill battle these last couple races i mean how many races we got left we got Mexico this weekend. Brazil, Brazil next Brazil, weekend. Brazil, Las Vegas, and Abu Dhabi. So there's four races left. Yep. So they're going to need a lot to go their way to get into third. But I mean, Ferrari's got a chance, man, especially if they can find a way to overtake them. I mean, I know Luce has been really successful in Brazil when he's raced there. And that's where their only win of the season came last year with George Russell winning that one. Yep. So, I mean, Ferrari still technically has a chance to get second, No, I mean, but. No, don't worry about us. We got it. You got don't it? Don't worry about it. I- also, a thing
1: we're, that I the thing that it. I'm considering is also the drivers' championship. If if Mercedes shows up with a successful upgrade, I would not think it too far fetched for Lewis Hamilton to take second in the drivers' championship. I, I think that is a a very real possibility. Um, his consistency this season has been further helping his goal for second. I, and also, I want to say something else. Oh boy! This is oh no. This has been getting sidetracked here, but I, I feel like it needs to be mentioned. Um, I, I think that Perez is chasing his dream to get a win in his home race, a, a feat that few drivers have been able to accomplish, but I just don't see it happening. I, I just don't see it happening this race. Um, and we'll get, I'll get more into that with predictions and why. But I, I want to say, like, I think if things go poorly for him at, at the rest of the season, there could be a point where he just voluntarily retires. You know, gives it up. Has a has a Valtteri Bottas moment. Has you know?
2: a um end of rush moment. Tell yeah, me, yeah, yeah. You want us to sell him the
1: car's bad? No, no. I, I think I, I definitely could see, and this has been a rumor that he'll actually announce his retirement. In Mexico. Um, don't hold me to that. I, I, I've heard rumors about it. I haven't heard anything true or not, but eventually, as a teammate, you got to realize, you know, I don't stand a chance of beating this guy. You know, it's, it's probably time I bow out. Perez is on the top 10 list of Grand Prix entered um, of all time. You know, he's done a lot of racing in his career and he's done three years at the top team. Um, I'd say, you know, it would be a good note to go out on, you know, retiring from the top and not from a backmarker team. Um, but I was just going to address that possibility that maybe he's going to come to the conclusion that, you know, he'll never be able to beat Max Verstappen.
0: I mean, he's had a good career, but I don't think he's going to retire though. Um, if anything, he'll play out this contract. I mean... I still don't think there's any chance that he's going to get replaced this I mean, season. I mean, who besides Ricardo's already signed to that, I mean, okay. I don't think they're going to give it to Liam.
1: Think about think about how mixed up that, that driver market could get if he does retire. I mean,
0: that is true, but he's 39 points up on Lewis. Lewis hasn't yet to win a race this season. And, I mean, his form hasn't been great this year, but he did – we have to acknowledge he is the second most winningest driver this season.
1: Yeah, in, in but by a small margin, and Lewis not winning a race and being 39 points off of Perez is saying something. you got to consider the well, It's also the because Aston Martin
0: decided to stop trying technically after the fourth race of the
1: well, season. Well, yeah, I think they're developing their car. And I, I've said this before, too. They're, they have a new factory being built. Aston Martin is going to be good in the years to come. This year is their first step forward, and I think – Next year might be more of a building year than a rebuilding year, but uh, I think I think in time with that new factory in Silverstone and the Honda the Honda engine supply, uh, we could see Aston Martin be a come, real it's, weapon. It's gonna be
0: Ford soon, son. Yeah, it's gonna America. Ford, Ford, and, Ford
1: and Red Bull Built is gonna Ford be
0: crazy. Tough build. But yeah. But that aside. I still don't think he's retired. I mean that's just British media everything just kind of just I mean I'm not even it's
1: not even British media at this point it's just it's, it's just all f1 it's media. just Twitter and reddit they're not very reliable but the guy that did say something about it has been pretty good about um, reporting that kind of stuff accurately I could see it going either way I really could I just wanted to address that that rumor is out there um and you could there could be some crazy things that go down if that is the case
0: thank you for bringing up that but rumor. what
1: about the rumor <laughs> that there
2: was a thing outside of this country called a kilometer and what
1: is it i have no idea
2: i got i've looked it up right here we've got a kilometer or it's kilometer
1: a, it's a unit of <laughs> kilometer
2: kilometer it's, it's equal to point six two one three seven one miles i don't even know how long a mile is but gosh darn, if we are not going to figure out what a kilometer
0: is, you best believe it. But you know we're going to figure out in the next segment, Noah.
2: What are we going to figure out?
0: In the next segment, we're going to really get into why did uh, Charles LeClaire and Lewis Hamilton have to get out early from this race? Because we were cheated. Apparently, they were cheated. But do not go anywhere. When we come back from this break, we're going to dive into the technical aspect of why Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc were disqualified from the uh, United States Grand Prix. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM.
1: What's up, everybody? We're keeping it easy, keeping it breezy, and keeping it steezy over here at the Smooth Operators Podcast. I'm your good friend, Ben McClurkin. Joined alongside me on my left is Griggs Blankenberg, and directly in front of me, my boy, Noah Phillips, who looks like The Rock today. I'd, it's glorious. I, I want to say I appreciate the effort. Let
2: me tell you something, son. This fit is shining, all right? It I wore is. a turtleneck for the first time in my life. Shining and profound. It was like $40 at Dillard's. I've never, I don't even want to go Dillard, back in Dillard, a Dillard's before. Dillard's, you know there's an
1: R in there, right? And there ain't no R in Dillard's. Don't ever step into a Wait, Dillard's again. What
2: are, you, what are you talking about? There's an R in, Dill- how do you pronounce
1: it?
0: Dillard's. Dillard's. No. Dillard's. Dillards. Do you hear, do you hear how weird, north. do you hear how weird that sounds? I, I, you're gonna use, Dillard's. You're going to use this for no context. Hey, no, it? no, no, no. Dillard's. It's Dillard's. Yeah, it's Dillard's. 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 No. You guys are just forgetting. Dillard's. Dog, where, do you do you buy pants at Belk? I do buy pants at Belk. <laughs> <laughs> Belk I've already said down here, Belk down here does not compare to Belk in Charlotte. I've already talked about this. it based I send, out of Charlotte. Yeah, I sent video to okay. ben. ben, you when I told you about we went to Belk last uh, year. Yeah, I and mean, I sent you that, that Belk video. This that summer, place
1: did for real have an escalator,
0: and it had five floors. That's why. That's when I think. I've never,
1: I've never thought that there could be that many clothing's, <laughs> clothing articles in a in a store that.
2: Yo, they got to They got escalator in a uh, Dillards and a uh, Dothan, dog.
1: No, they don't.
0: No, yeah,
2: we do. Dothan
0: no, they ha- don't. Dothan in
2: the mall in Dillards.
0: Dothan has elevators. No, yeah, no, we got escalators. Dog. We got
1: escalators. Moving, yeah, moving staircases. Wait, that's right. I forgot about that. Oh, you from there? I know. Well, oh, I don't go to that mall.
0: Oh, you crazy? I, I, I buy my mall, I buy dog. my
1: pants from the Red Barn.
0: All right, it's time to get back to the forming. Anyways, law. so and it's time for the news.
1: Time for the noosh.
0: So, Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hampton were disqualified from the United States Grand Prix. Uh, Benward, you are our resident engineer who is not an engineer. Yep. Hey, I was. So, Ben, why was it that Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hampton were disqualified from the United States Grand Prix after it ended?
1: Well, so the rule goes as follows. There must be a six millimeter thick titanium skid plate. Bolted directly into the monocoque chassis of the Formula One car underneath the floor. Right now, this titanium plank, which is fairly thick. I mean, I don't know how how many inches that is in centimeters. It converts, but I'm not doing it's a it. Yeah, it's 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 a very small portion of a kilometer. I'll say that I know that much. Um, anyways, so this piece that's bolted it directly into the monocoque is there to protect the floor from ripping itself apart when if if and when the floor makes contact with the ground and also if or when um the the floor of the car makes contact with anything else that it's not supposed to for example Monza 2021 right that titanium plank there gave the car a lot of extra structural rigidity so, that plank is supposed to be a certain thickness, and it's measured before each race and after each race at random. Now, Koda is a track that has a lot of bumps, and a lot of times you'll see sparks flying out from underneath the car. That is the titanium skid plate, or I, it's not like a skid plate, it's like a plank, but I call it a skid plate because I think in off-road terms a lot, and a skid plate's a thing that makes contact with rocks and stuff um, on your truck. Anyway, so the the... Titanium plank makes contact with the ground and it sends sparks shooting up off of it and goes out the back end of the car. It looks really cool. If you look at like Spa at Eau Rouge for example, that's a great place to place to see that exemplified. But it, it in previous races, Red Bull who has been running um, a much more squishy car has actually had to actively lift in places like a Rouge where the car would bottom out otherwise so they'll actually like release the throttle some will pull back in corners where the car is super compressed um, and they applied that technique to Dakota circuit of the Americas where the race was held. so they were doing that Red Bull was one of the teams that were inspected they passed because well their car is less hard on its suspension doesn't porpoise doesn't run low to the ground as much as the other teams because it's well aerodynamically balanced and it doesn't need to do all of that. So the teams that were inspected were Red Bull, Ferrari and Mercedes, which happened to be the top three. Again, it's at random or if the FIA thinks that a team is running their cars too low, they'll look at them. Um, but this one was done at random and the cars that happened to be inspected were Max Sergio Perez, um, Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton. Checo passed, Lewis did not, and Charles did not because the Mercedes runs a lot higher of a downforce level than the Red Bull, and the Ferrari runs a much looser suspension than the Red Bull. And so what you have here is the teams that are running stiffer suspension. Sorry, I said looser. I meant stiffer when talking about the Ferrari. The Ferrari is very stiff. So when you have a Ferrari that's very stiff running along a bumpy track, that suspension decompresses less quickly and compresses more quickly. And so when you're going along the straight and there's a bump or imperfection in the track, the skid plate strikes the bottom of the track and then boom, you damage the titanium. And that happens multiple times a lap. You take that over 50, 60 laps, you know, you're driving almost 150 miles at an average speed of 100 miles an hour, and what you have is a lot of times when that plate gets scraped along the surface of the track. And so that wears it away, wears it away, wears it away until you have a piece that does not fit the regulations. This is not a new rule. This rule has been out since 1996 uh, in the wake of the Ayrton Senna Roland Ratzenberger accidents, which tragically killed two F1 drivers a uh, a young shining bright driver and one of the greatest drivers of all time in the same weekend.
0: Nicholas of TV didn't race that long ago.
1: Wow. <laughs> um and <laughs> and, <laughs> and they made that rule in order to prevent what happened to Senna, which was a suspension failure to happen again. Obviously, you know, the cars are much safer now, but you still have that titanium plank there. To protect the drivers from the cars being too extreme, and the teams have no, they have no excuse really. That they, they should have known about this, and that is a thing that Red Bull accounted for, um, I guess because they are better prepared for the race than the other teams were. But it, it's it's very sad that it costs Lewis and Charles a podium. Um,
0: but it's the right thing to do. But it sad. was absolutely the right thing. It is un. I feel like you're no. biased on this, so it's
1: unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but I mean, they knew about it. They've known Ferrari's known about it since 1996.
0: I mean, that I is, mean, they've
1: got no excuse.
0: I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like they would have had to notice that. Yeah, but like, yeah. Th- those cars are inspected so critically at the end of a race where, like, you yeah. can't get away with the slightest just change and stuff. I mean, that's yeah. why they that's why they get mad at drivers when they hug people before they even get on the scale. True.
1: You know what I will say? What I will say, and to be fair to Ferrari and Mercedes, it is a little bit different because they're running different setups of car, and we only had one practice session. So there was no real way of telling, especially Mercedes, who didn't actually do any high-speed runs. They did race runs to simulate what kind of damage would be done to the plank. So they didn't do they didn't have enough time to really fully account for what would be coming in the race and adjust it accordingly. Um, so to be fair to them, you know, they didn't know about it. Red Bull was aware of it coming, um, and that's why their performance looked a little bit slow, especially in qualifying, because they dialed back some of the car's suspension attributes in order to accommodate the plank rule. So well, that's maybe. that's the analysis that I've got.
2: Maybe. Maybe car just go Maybe we should stop doing these sprint races and let them have the full uh oh, no. weekend to we, practice. Here we go again. Dog, I will pull up the F1 ratings right no, now. They don't
0: need, even have we, them. We don't need the synonyms again.
1: Please no. No,
2: I don't care.
0: That that posted numbers on my
2: Instagram.
1: But um <laughs> it, oh, did, it did numbies? It did. Numbies? It did mad numbs. It
2: did do some pretty bad numbs. But mm-hmm. um dude, like if you have a problem like this and you know it's going to be a problem, why not give the teams more time to practice? Well, because they've only been—it hasn't been like they've been coming to COTA for the past 100 years.
1: They've been doing it for 11. Yeah, but that's the not thing 100. is, the thing is, that's they not Monaco. The thing is, the cars aren't well. Yeah, but the cars are different every year. So I mean, it, having less time to practice on a track that is of that nature is going to negatively affect the preparation of those teams, regardless of how no, long we it's had been to start there. Race, dog. No, we don't. We really don't. I think
0: we need more sprint races. I, I think Every single week, sprint it, race.
1: If we do a sprint race, we need to remove the sprint qualifying.
0: Yeah, no, I said that. I said the format they used last year was fine. I
1: was okay with that. Like, and I'm okay with it being like a standalone race. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Griggs. But I'm stop a, doing this. I'm kidding. I'm I love here. you.
0: Okay, I love you too. Yo!
1: Um, I'm okay with it being a standalone race and making it an individual qualifying session, but it can't take up an entire Saturday. You can't qualify on a Friday for the Sunday race. There's no way that that is a, a fair representation of the pace of each car. And, I mean, I, I, it kind of compresses the weekend, and I will say it, it makes it more enjoyable to watch, but there needs to be more practice time. There needs to be time for preparation. Maybe start the weekend even on a Thursday. I don't know. These these guys are getting tired. Maybe we should start Start the weekend on a Thursday and remove a race or two. Here's, I don't know.
0: Here's my thing with the sprint thing. I mean, I liked how they kind of did it, but I think they could do this. Practice, um, qualifying, uh, practice their sprint, but do not use the qualifying for the sprint and also for the race. So don't let the sprint determine the, the race. You so know, a little what? bit different how they did it this, in the past couple of years. I like I think that. Things happen in the sprint where you could have a bad – Race strategy—you or you get hit or something that knocks you all the way down—that shouldn't affect your race strategy. That should not affect you for especially lower teams. Like a, like a four-three point thing, where yeah. a team that could potentially be running in the mid-mid uh, mid to low points is now completely out of the race on Sunday, barring a safety car. Yeah. So I like the strategy where you use qualifying for both the sprint and the real race, but then also just only take away one practice session because again, like yeah. kind of with like that with this new sprint format they got going this year, you only have really one time to fine-tune that car. Yeah,
1: and I think what could be really gnarly, and th- th- this sounds crazy, but I think it would work. What if we did Sunday qualifying on a Saturday after a sprint race? The,
2: I don't want peace.
1: The I track evolution.
2: This man wants problems. Now. Oh, yeah.
1: Tired drivers plus ramping up track with more and more rubber getting laid down. Imagine if it rains. Imagine if it rains.
0: It is over.
1: It's over. It's it done. would be insane. And you know what? Another thing, I'm going to go on a what if rant. What if we ran races in the rain, guys? Can we do that, please? Thank you, Noah, for turning me down. Can we please run races in the rain? Please. I'm so tired of this, like red flagging races because it's raining too hard. That's not the point. And what? it's, they shouldn't, <laughs> that's not the point of Grand Prix racing. I'm ranting. I'm ranting. I'm going to bring it back in. I'm just going to say Ferrari and and Mercedes were aware that the track was bumpy. They didn't have enough time to prep. And wet tires will and always be useless.
0: You know, it's not going to be useless, though. Our preview of the Mexican Grand Prix coming up next. We're gonna give you the track breakdown. And then at the end of the show, we're gonna give you our picks and previews as we always do. So do not go anyway. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM.
2: Welcome back into the premier Formula One talk show slash podcast. This side of the Mississippi and west of Georgia and south of Opelika and north of Dothan, Alabama. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Week 191.1 FM. But before we get too farther into it, I just want to remind y'all that this weekend is the Mexico Grand Prix. And we're going to review it or preview it, excuse me and give y'all our picks uh, coming up later in the show. But, Gregs, what is this Mexican Grand Prix called? The Mexican Grand Prix sponsored by Mexican Airlines? Well,
0: it? p- no, it's actually the Formula 1 Grand Prix. Mexico de- doesn't have an airline. Formula 1 Grand Premio de la Ciudad de Mexico 2023. Ciudad, c- Ciudad sorry. De Mexico Your 2023. Your Spanish
1: pronunciation is horrible for
0: someone who it's watches a- soccer. I don't watch the Spanish broadcast. <laughs> and I don't. I've I've Bindejo. I, I, it's been it's been a second since I've listened uh, since I watched, uh, had Spanish. I had that in high school. But anyway, the uh, is at the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. That was good. That was that a, was a good, was good one. That was a good one. The first Grand Prix was held here in 1963, back on the F1 calendar back in 2015. 71 laps with a circuit length of 4.304 kilometers with a race distance of 305.354 kilometers. The lap record is currently held by Valtteri Bottas, in 2021, 117.774. 7.774. We got 17 turns. We got three, counting three DRS zones, two in the first sector, two in the second sector, and one in the final sector. Also included is the beautiful driving through the stadium. And I believe it's turn 13 to 14, I think. I can't remember, but I was yes. just watching on board, yes. but I'm pretty sure that's the case. So, boys, the Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. What's going on with this track?
2: Man, this track is beautiful. It's I know you I know you something. usually talk first, but I want to go ahead and get that out. Mm. Ben, get this, it out. This stadium, the drive through the stadium is absolutely wonderful. I mean, like you were saying earlier about um, Perez might be retiring. I, I cannot imagine what that stadium is going to look like if he's leading, going through the final lap and just going through the stadium. That place is going to be rocking and roaring, might come down. But my God, it's such a beautiful circuit
0: in the – is it the hills of Mexico? Right? It's actually the the kind of lake in Mexico because Mexico City was built on a body of water.
1: It was built on a dry lake bed, yes, but technically it is on top of a mountain. High
0: – Because it's high
2: altitude, high altitude thinner, thinner air. Thin
1: air. Um, the Ferraris did well last year, but the Mercedes did better. Um, yeah, it, it's a good – it's a good track for engine limitations. Uh I guess the teams that run bigger turbos are going to do better. So um I think Alpine actually is running a large turbo this year. Um larger than some of the smaller ones. The smaller ones have benefits at regular altitude like they'll they'll spool more quickly. Um But I think I think the the stadium section is interesting. It's a little clunky but I'm I'm okay with it. It's it's definitely not the worst track on the calendar. I I I'm not crazy about it. But it's it's definitely an interesting one to see engine specifications and that kind of thing. Who knows, might get some might get some mariachi in the F1 intro. We'll see.
0: Hmm. But yeah, no, I like this track. Um it's it's a little bit interesting just because it's like it kind of just feels like it, they just drop kind of the race in the middle of just there. But I, yeah. mean, I enjoy I mean, I don't think this is the best track for overtaking. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're not. But, I mean, qualifying is always exciting because you just have these really just sharp turns kind of almost out of nowhere, especially coming from turn one to three. You're just doing... Just crazy numbers. And especially after that DRS zone going from four into a ninety degree left hand turn into five and then a ninety degree turn into six and then almost a ninety degree turn from six into seven. So I mean this I mean this track's a good track for racing. I mean it's definitely I I feel like we're gonna get a safety car. We'll talk more about that later. Just because of just the proximity to the walls kind of here.
1: Yeah, here and there I think you can definitely get into some what do you call a st- what you would call a sticky situation. Um it's kind of a street circuit. It's kind of not. There's some spots where it's really open and behaves like um Saudi Arabia. Um there's some spots where it gets really tight, and also behaves kind of like a Saudi Arabia, but it's it's a lot less of a high speed track and it's it's a little bit more technical. Um DRS is certainly gonna be a factor. Yay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's very few places now where we get three different DRS zones.
1: Yeah, there is, and even on... It's supposed to help overtaking, but what you've seen is it does help overtaking. It doesn't make overtaking better.
2: Well, hey, the thing that really matters, though, is that the first ever Grand Prix that was held here, and I think this is going to have... Well, in Mexico City. In in Mexico City, Not in that...
1: Not on yeah. that configuration. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The first ever, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, In 1963, was won by a true American, Jim Clark.
1: What a man.
2: So that means that an American is going to win this Grand Prix. We're going to get into the predictions later. Whoa. But that's just a little bit of a the, of a uh, On the 40th appetizer. anniversary? As an appetizer, if you wow. will. On the 40th anniversary of a real American, Jim Clark, Dude. Logan Sargent, mm. is going to not win. I'm, I don't know why y'all yeah. thought I was going
0: to do that. We no, I. It was also
2: the 60th
1: that. anniversary. I just wanted to see if you'd catch it,
2: dog. I can't do math, man.
0: Math, I, math be hard. Forget, I, I forget. Today. I'm
1: amongst the business students. Hey, dog. I'm
0: analyst. Just because you color and call it a, a design doesn't mean you're better than us.
1: Look, man. Go snack on some crayons, brother. Just Anyways, I'm not eating your crayons
0: since hand turkeys. Sophomore year of high school.
1: Anyway, um, hmm. the track. <laughs> um yeah it's it's got a lot of seating (laughs) that's about all i can say about it there's a lot of seating and drs trains yeah Um, it's like france but with with more walls
0: it's really interesting too the autodromo hermanos rodriguez sits over two kilometers above sea level i don't what is uh, that in
1: miles gregs
0: hold on let's see (laughs) <laughs> kilometers, two kilometer? miles. Let's find out for the people at home. So two times zero point two kilometers 2. is about 1.24 one point two four miles. About one 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 and one fourth of a mile. Yep. So that's pretty high up. I mean Denver is, is around a, a, a mile high. Um, Roughly. But they, uh, the F1 website, nice making the four point three kilometer lap a breathless experience. That's nice, <laughs> uh, breathtaking. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, the they talk about the winding through the old Foro baseball stadium. It is one of the F one's more unique tracks in that aspect, where they truly build it into the city. Where yeah, it's not like the same thing where they just add the grants. They actually have to like do stuff for the track since it is a street circuit. But like, it doesn't to really it look like one, exactly except
2: for the going through the baseball stadium.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it it looks like a real circuit that was kind of just layered into
0: a street. I think it's time for Griggs and Noah's weather report for the weekend for Mexico City. So let's go ahead and... We should
2: come up with an actual name for this segment.
0: Griggs and Noah, the meteorologist experts. Meteorologist. So in Mexico City, hold on. Let's find out. This is great podcasting. Uh, Mexico City, Mexico. We got on Saturday... Why is it not pulling up? WeatherChannel.com is not helping me too much right now. We got a
2: 7% chance of rain at 1 p.m. Everywhere else, it's
0: 1%. So I don't think we're going to have to deal with rain. But we're not going to have to deal with rain. Mainly partly cloudy. I mean, some interesting winds. we got 11-mile-an-hour winds tomorrow for qualifying. Wow. With um, Also,
1: the weekend is officially kicked off.
0: Not sure. Yes, the Free Practice 1 is going on currently. And then Sunday with a 9-mile-an-hour gusts, um, high of 78 degrees. So that, that race will be 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, which I think is the same time as the race, I'm pretty sure. So let me check that real quick. Go to schedule, and then track time. Oh, so it's an hour behind. It's an oh, it's in the Mountain West time zone. Okay, so the race here will be at three p.m. Central Standard Time. It will be at two uh, Mexico City time, or also Mountain West time. So that is the time it will be for the race. Um, partly cloudy track conditions. I mean, I don't know if the wind's going to be that much of an issue since it is a pretty enclosed track.
2: No.
1: No, it, uh, uh, That altitude wind's always going to be a factor. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's thinner air, too, so that's going to help teams out. It's not going to be blowing as much, but it's still thinner air that helps uh, a couple of the teams out almost every year. Same with um, the Red Bull ring, those uh, thinner air circuits. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is re- this, really the only two that has that kind of thinner air Characteristic to it is this one and the Red Bull Ring, Uh, Ben. You
1: can tell me I'm wrong
2: if I am wrong.
1: I mean, yeah, it's Red Bull Rings definitely in the mountains, but it's not. It's not a, you know, a thousand feet above sea level. Um, that that do be true. That do be true. That is a fact. But I think that um, you know, we'll, well, you're right mostly. Ooh,
0: most mostly.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not at like high high elevation. It's just at elevation on the Red Bull Ring. I Mexico City peace. is the only true I want high.
0: Problems, always. This is the most we've used the soundboard yet.
1: I don't want peace. I want problems, Ben. Well, are telling me I'm wrong.
0: Live on the air. That is no problem.
1: You're correct. Exactly <laughs> for the most part. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no, I think this will be a good race, especially if it keeps it close. I mean. Rich already top of FP1 with Ricardo in second, so I hope that sticks around. I'd like to see him selling this year. But nevertheless, that is going to do it for our segment on the track. When we come back, we got our picks and previews. And at the very end, we have a very special thing that none of these two know what I'm going to talk about, but it's going to be cool in terms of the show. So do not go anywhere. Last segment of the show is coming up. You're listening to Smooth Operators on Weagle 91.1 FM.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the final segment of our show. If you don't know me already, it's Ben McClurkin, your good friend. Oh, they've been listening for 50 minutes, so oh, they know who you are. Joined by Gregs Blinkenberg and the man that always like likes to scream into the void, Noah Phillips. Um, old oh, man yells
0: at Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I do yell at clouds, you get out
2: of
1: my son.
2: Anyways, I went to, I went to um, the Alex Houston school of being old. Mm. So,
1: guys.
0: How? Oof. Predictions.
1: Predictions. Right. We have them. We'll make them. Shh. We'll see if they're right.
0: Ben, we don't need to blow people's speakers out right now. Raw. All right. But, yes, it is time for our predictions. For the Grand Premio de la Ciudad de Mexico 2023. Let's start with pole position. We're going to switch it up this time. Ben, who's getting on pole this weekend?
1: Pole position is um, everybody's favorite catfish, Max Verstappen. Um, Wait, that didn't sound right. Pole position is three-time world champion, Max Verstappen. Um, going to keep it exciting, mix it up for you guys.
2: I don't know, man. It's uh, going to be Max Verstappen probably. Could be. Could not be on. E of
0: little faith. Sergio Perez will no. not be on pole. It will Thanks. be Max Verstappen. Thanks. But I, w- I would not at all be shocked if a McLaren – just decide to pull out a crazy lap and get first. So, I mean, yeah. But I'm going to go with the safe bet and go max.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I I, need to see how practice goes to make an informed prediction.
2: Well, Verstappen's uh, got fast lap right
0: now. Well,
1: so. yeah. Okay. There we go.
0: All right. Good night. Normal prediction, a sane prediction. Noah.
2: God, uh, stop switching it up. I had to changing think about it up. It. For Give me the people. a Ferrari. Uh,
1: both in the top five. <laughs> that's really not that crazy.
0: That's, that's why nice. it's our normal, prediction. It's normal that's, prediction. That's
1: nice. I was complimenting it. It's crazy but not insane. inward mm. I I would like to see Um The Sombrero back on the podium.
0: But we don't make podium predictions here.
1: I know. I'm not going to. It's not about a person. It's it's about an article of clothing. Um, I, I hope to see the winner being given the biggest sombrero, the second-place guy getting a slightly smaller one, and the third-place guy getting, like, a little tiny one that you'd put on a dog.
0: That'd be hilarious. That would be funny, though, Loki. That would be pretty funny. Um, For me... Going back to the Old Faithful, Alpine. We'll at least have one driver finish above P7. P7 or above. So P7, oh no. P7 between P7, and P1. There will be at least one Alpine driver there.
2: France is gonna die.
0: No, die. Oh no, it's God. gonna be okay. France, it's okay. It'll be okay. We are, we yeah. I think it's gonna happen. I'm going back to Old Faithful. All right. Crazy prediction time. Wild prediction. Something that m- has a very low percentage chance of happening. Mr. Phillips. Creed's prediction. Give me three yellow
2: flags. Three. 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 three and I'm ge- at least one crash will happen in turn one. Whoa. It's crazy. Benward.
1: Give me... Hmm... Mm. Give me four, front brake slash rear brake lockups, all four tire locked up. Um, you guys are no
0: fun with these.
1: I, I why that's that's Taylor like uh, no. she's can we do that? Don't she rub it in. There. Don't rub it in. Don't rub it in. Just to add insult to in- injury. Kelsey bought into Alpine. <laughs> Come on, tell me that's not a coincidence.
0: It is not a coincidence. It is a coincidence, coincidence. I think.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's I can't be told. So what is your prediction other than that?
0: This the brakes lock on the cars?
1: Uh no, you know what? Let's do this. Lance Stroll top eight. Mm.
0: I like that.
2: I
1: like that. He'll probably finish in tenth just because I said that he'll get the
0: top eight. But Or he may not finish. (laughs) He may not finish at all. Either Either Um, he crashes and burns or he gets eighth and above. All right. Um crazy prediction. I'm going to go Hmm. I'm going to go two of the top six drivers. No, two of the big three drivers. So Ferrari, Red Bull, or Mercedes will not finish this race. Ooh. So two of those cars will have DNFs. Or there could be a DQ. Who knows? Maybe Ferrari and Red Bull uh, and Mercedes did not learn from their ways. But that's is my crazy prediction. And time for our podium predictions. Ben, your top three. P1. Hmm.
1: Max Verstappen.
0: P1, Max Verstappen. P2.
1: Lewis Hamilton. Hmm. P3. Oscar Piastri.
0: Yo, 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 interesting. Y'all are that, acting like that's great. Right. Y'all like, are yo, acting that's, like that's crazy, but I'm it's not definitely it's happening. I'm, That's a good one. I like that. It, the Mercedes
1: can, engines are really good. They can happen, and I think Piastri is going to have a better weekend this weekend than Norris.
0: All right, Noah.
2: Well, here's the thing about Mexico, and I started off this podcast by quoting a country song, so I figured I might as well do another country song to round us out. All right. One more is never enough. Don't bite off more than you can chew. There's things down here the devil himself wouldn't do. Just remember when you let it all go, what happens in Mexico stays in Mexico. So it is a travesty that none of these drivers will receive points for this race. But P3, I got Max Verstappen. P2, Charles Leclerc. Mm. And P1, Staying in Mexico, Sergio Perez.
0: Interesting one. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, P three, Oscar Fiestri Cooking. P two, Norris, P. Max stabbing.
1: McLaren double podium.
0: I mean, I think it could happen. I mean, dude, dude, I mean, he was on track to get one before he decided just not finish the race. Okay, but that. But also, we have to, the thing I was talking about, ladies and gentlemen, this is our 50th episode of Smooth Operators. Wow, give it up for that one. Unbelievable. Yes, thank you. Good job, 50 guys. 50 episodes, 50 times we've sat either in the studio or in front of our screens on Discord for you people during the summer. But 50 episodes, nonetheless, that we've done this show. Thank you all for making us. I can say it—the most listened to podcast currently at Weagle. Thank you for making us the most. And we're coming for you, Alex and Davis. Oh, we you are best on, believe it. We are on track to pass them in numbers. Hopefully, you better believe it. So we are the most current to listen to Weagle show. Thank you, wow. everyone, for that. We appreciate it a lot. And all the countries we've listened to—I've not updated the list recently—but still, over fifty countries is cr- incredible. Man, nearly all fifty states as well. Yeah, close, we're getting close to it. Uh, it's incredible.
1: It's incredible, and it's it's been such a such a joy, and I mean, we keep doing these like milestone events in our podcast, and you know, just to see the growth um, of the show, and also like, uh, this is my first time ever doing anything that's ever been put out on media, and
0: probably a good thing. That's a great thing. And Lord, <laughs> that is a great thing.
1: Are y'all glad that I'm not doing anything else? I'm kidding. No, I appreciate show. that. Um, Yeah, but I mean, it's, this is my first ever project that's, that's been put out onto any form of media and it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm really glad Griggs and I got to talking um, almost over a year ago um, about, about talking F1 because it's been, it's been a way for me to get rid of all of the internalized knowledge I have about F1 um, that is useless otherwise it's useless always um it is even to our show it really doesn't matter but no, it's we love it. it's so much it's been so much fun and i've really loved every minute of it
2: and that well i got one thing for our 50th show today You two came in wearing just a t-shirt. I'm out here wearing a turtleneck, blue jeans, and I got on my nice boots. Y'all couldn't dress up for this?
0: I've got
1: Bo Jackson. Come on now. I've got Bo Jackson on my tee.
0: Dude, no one's ever going to beat you in a a style off in here. Well, we both know that. But nonetheless, that is going to do it for this episode of Smooth Operators. We want to thank everyone for tuning into the live show, missing today's show. Check it out on your favorite podcast platform later today. We'll see you back here again next week. We have another race preview for Brazil. But until then, for Ben McClurk and Noah Phillips, I'm Greg Smilingberg. This has been Smooth Operas on Weagle 91.1 FM. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. And worry. Eagle.
2: That's all we have today for Smooth Operators, Weagle's exclusive F1 show. In case you missed some of the show or just want to relive all your favorite parts, check us out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Till next time, this has been the Smoothest Operators of Weagle 91.1 FM.